Welcome back to Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Today I'm speaking with Meredith, who's a preacher and worship leader from New Spring Church in South Carolina. She's actually the Fuse training director, but today we're going to focus on worship. We're interviewing over FaceTime, so if there's any distortion, that is why, but it's so great that we have FaceTime available to us. So welcome to Her Daily Drive, Meredith. Oh, thank you very much. I feel like I should try to put an Australian accent on, but that would be terrible. No, it's great. I've been told I'm not great at it. Before we get to your testimony, can you tell us three go-to essentials you're loving lately? Number one, definitely dry shampoo. By the end of the week, my hair is probably 75% dry shampoo. I just got the brand new iPhone. Mm. So this new Animoji thing where it will animate your face. Love it. Slightly obsessed with it. And I'm going to go with number three. Honestly, just a strong shoe game. I love tennis shoes. I love shopping for tennis shoes. Adidas, Nike, don't care. Or do you say Adidas? Yeah, we say Adidas. Yeah. Well, I'm from South Carolina. We say Adidas and (laughs) uh, love it. Not loyal to a brand, just love shoes. So those are my three go-tos right now. Can you tell us a bit about your journey so far? I grew up in church here in the South. I'm from North Carolina. I have a great family. My mom was a worship leader. My dad was a youth pastor. Um, they actually led it together. But then my second year of university, my brother and sister-in-law, basically we lost my niece. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my faith had just never been tested ever. Had a great life. Nothing really bad had ever happened. And so um, probably for the first time ever in my life, I started actually asking my own questions. Is God even real? And if he is, do I want to believe in him because this happened? But of course, wasn't telling anyone this out loud because my reputation was Christian. So, you know, Christians don't struggle. So couldn't struggle in front of anyone. But finally, actually, the university I went to had mandatory chapels. So we have to go to a certain number a semester. And it was at a chapel at my university, the Holy Spirit was just like, hey, the reason this is so hard for you is because you don't know me. So finally dropped my pride, stood to my feet. My friend beside me said, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm getting saved. <laughs> uh, leave me alone. But from there, it really just has been a daily adventure of learning what it means to be friends with God, not just knowing about him, but getting to know him personally. Stepped into full-time ministry pretty much as soon as I graduated university. It's been some ups and downs, some lefts and rights. If I'd have known what I was saying yes to when he called, not sure if I would have. That's probably why he didn't reveal much. But I can truly say that I wouldn't have it any other way. So thankful that he first called me his and now has called me into do work with him, not just for him. So, yeah. What topic are you going to share with us today? Oh, we're going to talk about some worship. I love it. I love it too. I'm actually so glad because we had a listener write in and ask us to talk about this. So it's really cool that you said yes. So thanks. All the way from uh, the other end yes. of the world. Why do you think worship's an important topic in today's society? Oh man, because whether we realize it or not, all of society worships doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus Christ or not. Uh, we are all worshipers. We all sing. We all dance. We all ascribe glory to something. We pour out uh, our love and we praise 
things. We desire things, um, which is really all worship is, I think, is just giving glory and attention to something. I believe we were all made to find something or someone to love and adore, to give our praise to, to give our affection to. I think it's why society is obsessed with, or maybe this is just me, obsessed with romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. We love a love song. Uh, It's why I think we're obsessed with celebrity breakups. I think it's why we're all chasing certain hobbies or interests. We are all looking for something to worship, and we are all worshiping something. So I think it's important to talk about it because whether Mm -hmm. you realize it or not, we're all doing it. I think worship is really just valuing something or someone above anything else. Mm. You know, it's it's the thing or person that takes our attention off of everything else. It's what we give our money to, our time to, what we lift our voices to. Maybe not in singing because we're not that good at it. But, you know, whether it's on social media, hey, try this recipe, loved this movie, love my job. You know, we are just always giving giving worship to something, but we're all specifically lifting our voices to draw attention to that thing. And and for me, that's where the music portion of worship comes into play. I love music, but the funny thing is, I think all of humanity loves music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's humanity's common ground. It doesn't matter, like, the genre, the stylist, whether you love rap music, R&B, hip-hop, Maybe that's just what I love. Uh, Pop music, whatever. All humans love music. Mm -hmm. I mean, travel around the world. I have been on mission trips in the middle of Kenya, and we couldn't speak the same language, but we could dance to music together because they're playing music. I've been walking down the streets of Paris, and I don't know what the name of the instrument is, but very Parisian, and people are just loving it. I have been, I work with students goodness sakes students love music (laughs) music I would probably prefer them not to love but you know people love music we share music we follow one another on social platforms to get more music Uh, we're drawn to it and the same reason I think we are drawn to music is the same reason I said that I believe we're all worshipers that I think we are all drawn to music that we all love it even if we can't sing because I believe we are all made in the image of a God who loves music. If you go and look at scripture, one of my favorites is Zephaniah 3.17, where it says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. I remember the first time I read that and just thought, Can you imagine what it sounds like when God sings? I do imagine this like very deep, like bass centered voice that just rumbles, like takes over. I imagine it's pretty smooth. Again, maybe that's because I'm drawn to more R&B music, but that's how I imagine (laughs) God's singing voice to be. But I believe that we have a God who rejoices over us with singing. We're made in the image of a singing God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original music producer, uh, as students around me would would say, the OG, the OG music producer. If we're made in the image of that God, which I believe we are, then we're made with music in our hearts. Uh, I believe it binds us all together because we're made in the image of that that singing God. And so, music's so tied to our emotions. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! There's different. It's why you have playlists. You've got your like, uh, yo, I'm trying to get hype playlists. 
you've got your just got broken up with playlist. Not that I have any of those. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Lots of Taylor Swift <laughs> lover. Don't care what anyone else says in the South. Okay. This is us. So I know this is not really an Aussie thing, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe it is. But when I'm driving to the beach, I'm rolling the windows down and I'm playing country music. Like to me, <laughs> give me some Shania Twain on the road. It is just so obvious to me that we are drawn to music because we're drawn to a God who sings. Mm-hmm. And there's something about our worship lifting up our voice that's reaching out to that God who's singing over us. So all that being said, that's why I think it's important to talk about worship in society. (laughs) So good. (laughs) That's awesome. And Meredith, what's your experience been with worship? My mom tells me that I came out of the womb singing. I remember as a child, she had to tell me to be quiet because I would not stop singing Disney songs. So I've always loved singing. Now, worship not always the same as singing. So loved singing growing up, but did not get involved in worship leading, I would say, until I was probably 21. I am 30 now. That's right. The year of our Lord. And I, a friend just encouraged me to try out for the worship team at our church. I forgot the words to the song I was singing midway through the audition. Somehow still got asked to sing harmony on a Sunday. That song got cut (laughs) before (laughs) the church service. And then I wasn't asked to sing again for like a year. So there's no reason I should be leading worship. I'm not the best singer. Apparently I forget words in the middle of songs. But I didn't realize that before I started leading worship, the Lord had to teach me what worship meant. Mm -hmm. And so I went through a season that was pretty difficult for me um, with a lot of details that I will spare. But I just remember getting up week after week on a Sunday leading worship for our church and realizing this is much more effective, I believe, in front of people because I'm desperate for the truth I'm singing right now. Where before it was just, uh, yeah, this is true. Of course it is. But when you aren't really believing it, but you're desperate to believe it, that's where I think worship really comes into play where the goal truly is God the source of the affection that your heart is reaching out for when you're desperate for that Mm -hmm. man I think that's when worship truly happens yeah that's my experience with it what inspired you during that time for a long time in that season so just to give a little context truth be told this was a couple of years ago I actually had a fellow Aussie living with me who can attest to this. I was going through a year that can really only be explained as a dark side of the soul. I was depressed without admitting I was depressed. I felt like the Lord was holding out on me in a lot of ways. Again, I don't know how it is over there on that side of the world, but here in the South, girl, if you are 28, 29, 30 and not married, get your cats, secure your dying as a cat lady like that's just how it is I think I was in my 16th wedding at the time as a bridesmaid just trying to secure a a spot in 27 dresses part two (laughs) you know and that in addition to other things felt like the Lord was honestly being kind of cruel in in certain ways and I read the verse that maybe many of us have read so many times as I was leading worship thinking, am I qualified to lead worship? And just remember reading Romans ten seventeen that says, now faith comes through hearing. And I realized I wasn't singing because I believed what I was singing at the start. 
I was singing because I was desperate to believe what I was singing. And there was something about singing that helped my faith start to be activated to follow what I was actually singing out loud, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It just inspired me in that time that I wasn't singing because I always saw what God was doing. I wasn't singing because I always believed what God was doing. Uh, But there's something about faith that that follows hearing and so I got up I'm telling you some of the weakest Sundays I ever felt and people were coming up after saying I've never felt worship that powerful and I said that's funny I've never felt so weak in my life but I think that's what Paul was talking about when we boast in our weakness um, when we sing songs like child of weakness watch and pray that that's when the strength of God is really freed up, where the Holy Spirit is really freed up to move because faith comes through hearing. So sometimes your ears just need to hear your mouth sing something your brain doesn't currently believe. But something about that process starts to reshape your mind. And it's it's amazing. It's crazy even now to not only feel that in myself, But whether I'm on stage or in the crowd, to be looking side to side among my brothers and sisters and see it happening. Even if their mouth isn't moving, me singing out loud the truth of who God is, I can see the faith begin to spark in them as their voice joins in too. So worship is powerful, man. I can't say enough about it. What does the Bible tell us about worship? You know what? What doesn't it tell us about worship? This is the question. There is so many scriptures that point to this. I've already shared some, but I'll just share a few of my favorites. So get your pens out and get ready because I love the Bible. Anyways, there's a few a few scriptures here, but probably one of the most famous, Psalm 19, talks about how the heavens, they go first. They declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims its hand, handiwork. Night after night, it pours out speech. I love the reference in John 4 when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. She asked, where are we supposed to worship in this location or in this location? They'd always known worship in a specific location. And for whatever reason, in this random moment in scripture, he leaks to this woman who Jewish people weren't weren't even supposed to be talking to. Hey, I know for the past thousands of years, you guys have known worship as being forced into a location but i'm just telling you that wherever worship happens in spirit and in truth there i am and i just love that he's he's in this random moment of scripture showing us for anyone who believes worship can happen anywhere as long as your spirit is crying out and the truth is being declared so good matthew 4 10 calls us to worship the Lord and Him only. Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless His name. Tell of His salvation from day to day. I think it's Psalm 100 that also calls us to sing a new song to the Lord. There are 400 references just to singing alone in the Bible. One of my favorite books in the Bible, the longest book in the Bible, is the book of of psalms which is songs written by david and some other some other men of the time who didn't know what else to do in certain moments but to pour out either complaints (laughs) or praise to god in song so singing song worship all throughout the bible can't miss it 
Can I ask a question that's not on the sheet? See how we go? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I wrote this just before we started. I was like, this would be a good one. But Meredith, you've been worship leading for a long, uh, while now. What are some values you think are important to new worship leaders? What values are important to new worship mm. leaders? If you, if we, if I don't have a healthy worship relationship with God off stage, I will lead no one anywhere on stage. I'm sure we've heard it said many times that uh, what you do in the dark is the most important thing about you, that I hope my most intimate moments with God aren't happening on stage, but are happening off stage. But I hope that God and I are so close off stage that he and I have just sung so much together off stage that once I step on stage, I'm kind of just letting you in a little bit to what God and I have been experiencing all week long. That there is a depth of worship that you cannot reach on a height of a stage. And I have asked God before, if our relationship is going to be negatively affected by me stepping up on a stage and leading worship, then please do not let me lead worship. Because I would sacrifice a stage any day of the week to get greater intimacy with God. So first and foremost... What happens on stage should only be a glimpse into what you and God have already been experiencing all week mm-hmm. to an outpouring of your own Psalms that you're writing that nobody else gets to see or hear. That's just you and God all week. If, if worship on stage ever becomes a performance and not just a, a personal exchange between you and God, then ask God to not let you step up and, and perform. Because there are plenty of concerts people can go to, plenty of great singers. The only thing that worship leaders we have to offer that's any different than any other musician out there is the presence of God. Period. The end. So good. <laughs> Before we finish, today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? I just would like to encourage anyone out there listening. You're probably in your car right now, or you're probably at your house by yourself. Sing. Play mm-hmm. some worship music. And sing. You may not be good at it. That's okay. You're in your car right now. You are at your house. Sing. Because I'm telling you, you are worshiping. 24-7, 365, till the day we die, we are worshiping. Jesus died so we can finally find the fulfillment, the satisfaction of our worship. Uh, The only person or thing that as you worship loves you back is Jesus. The only person or thing that as you worship somehow fills you in return is Jesus. So just want to encourage everyone out there. Our souls are looking for something to value above all else. The only way it will stop is when it finds something worthy of its worship forever. And that will only happen in Christ. It is great to worship corporately. With your church family. I love it. But there is something privately that just cannot be substituted of lifting up your voice and worshiping. So crank your radio or almost said CD player. That's not a thing anymore. (laughs) That's not a thing. Uh, Your iPhone, your iTunes, your Amazon, Google, Alexa, whatever all those things are out there. And lift your voice and sing. Hey, it says... God loves a joyful noise. So even if your singing sounds more like a noise, it brings a smile to the face of God. So that's all we really want 
is to sing and feel God smiling back at us. So I promise he is. Thanks so much for joining us today and just reminding us that we are all worshiping something and the importance of making sure that something is actually our God. So thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Loved it. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Her Daily Drive. If you want to stay connected and notified when new episodes are released, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you.